Hi, and welcome to Let's Get Clinical. Tips from the CRA Helper. Here is your host, Elizabeth Waddell. Hi, Elizabeth here, and welcome to Episode 6, where I will be discussing recommendations for the home-based CRA. By the end of this episode, you will learn the tips for being a successful remote clinical research associate. That's a mouthful, right? (laughs) But depending on the company and the city you live in is going to depend if you begin as remote, which is also known as a home-based CRA. So for example, my last company, all CRAs, no matter what, if they were hired with the role of CRA, they were hired, they were home-based. Now, other companies... Some are, you know, if you're within, if you live within 30 minutes of an office location that they have, then some may require that you work in the office. Now, when I got my start as an on-site monitor, I was in the office, even though I lived an hour and a half away, I was new. I was new to the role. So after about six months, I was finally able to go remote. So at that particular company, if you were new to the role, then they wanted you to get acclimated to the responsibilities and the deliverables before being home-based. So again, each company is different in regards to that. But working from home, that sounds like completely awesome, right? So there are many positives, but on the other hand, others can get distracted, they can be less productive or disciplined, and some people actually can feel isolated. So I wanted to take this time during the episode to go over tips regarding working from home and ways to prevent some pitfalls. So like I said before, some people aren't crazy about working from home, which I'm like, what? I can't believe that because I absolutely love it. But still, everyone has their own opinion. So including my sister, she was actually one of those um, that felt and still feels more productive in an office environment. So she's a mortgage loan officer who is awesome at her job, by the way, (laughs) and she prefers working in an office environment. Now, she does both, but that's just what she prefers. And it can be, you know, it can be easy to get distracted by things that need to be done at home, as well as if you have family members that are home during the day as well. So that brings me to my first point of having a designated workspace that you can separate yourself and really treat like, hey, I'm going to the office. I might be walking a few steps, but you know, this is my office. This is my set space. So like for me, I have an office in my house and I can close the doors and create that boundary, especially during times when I can't be disturbed. I'm on a call or maybe I even had to focus on a very important deliverable that, you know, that has a very urgent timeline. So, you know, I can't be disturbed. I got to focus. I got to get this done. So family definitely has to be involved in the decision as well with you as far as working from home. And they need to understand, you know, that you are working just as if you were in an office. And I actually had, I actually had an extended family member and she would ask me, it might be like a Tuesday, for example, and she might go, oh, do you have to work tomorrow? And I'm like, yeah, I work Monday through Fridays each week. But, you know, and that kept happening a couple times. Like, are you working today or do you have to work tomorrow? And I was kind of wondering why she would ask me that. Well, it ends up she thought I was only working when I was traveling to sites. So, um, and when I was home, she thought I was off. (laughs) So I then had to explain my job, you know, and I'm like, even though I'm in town, I'm still working. I'm getting all my administrative stuff done. I'm working in the office, just like if I was physically at an office location. Um, so 
<laughs> so it was funny. So I finally got that explained. But I will tell you, there are some others that need to understand that we're working from home too. And that is our fur babies. <laughs> so um, my pets, oh my gosh, my pets are crazy. But for those who don't know, I have four dogs and two cats, um, five of which are rescues and they're my babies. Oh my goodness. But sometimes I'll be in the office, I'll have the door closed and they are scratching and it's like, it's, I'm trying to explain it where you can picture it, but it's like French doors. So um, them scratching at it or, or it can get like, or even if they're knocking on it, it can kind of wobble and make a loud noise. It's kind of weird to explain. But, um, and then because it's French doors, you can see their little faces. So I'll hear scratching. I'll hear like a knock or wobble. And then I just see these little faces peering through and I'm like, oh my goodness. And sometimes if I'm on a call and I'm not on mute, I'm kind of looking at them like, ar, ar, like go, <laughs> you know, but um, so I kind of learned sometimes that it, you know, it made less noise just to let them in, you know, just, just, just go ahead and come in. Cause that way I knew they wouldn't be coming to the door later, but, and, and when they're in with me, they're fine. You know, they don't bother me while I work, but you know, like I said, when I'm on a call, that's, it's almost like that's their cue that it's going to happen. You know, so there was one time um, I was on a call and I wasn't on mute because I was talking, you know, so I was teaching something and two of my dogs, they started wrestling each other right at my feet, like under the desk, they started wrestling. So they're going like, you know, and I'm like, oh my gosh, is this really happening? Out of all the places in the entire house, this is where you guys choose to wrestle. I was about to die, but thank God it wasn't a, a big call. But it was funny because one of the people I was training is like, I thought I heard some dogs. And, and he goes, and I knew it was you, but still. So that's where you kind of have to make the decision of um, if you're going to keep them out, let them in. But um, which brings me to my next important topic. And this is important if you're working from home or um, in an office that people have a hard time with is the mute button. For some reason, people have such a hard time with this. And I remember I actually had to do a training and it was for, I want to say it was data privacy and medical research. So I'm doing this training and um, we had to actually record it for those because it was a mandatory training. So if you couldn't attend, you're out traveling, you had to listen to a recording. So I'm trying to record and there are people talking to site staff. There's people like clanging that loud clanging on the keyboard. And you'd always say, you know, can you please meet your phones? Um, everybody, can you please meet your lines? And those people obviously weren't paying attention because they were the ones not muting their lines. So I'm like, oh, great. So you, not only that, you're like not paying attention to the training on top of it, you know. Um, but anyway, so I mean, that's one of the big things is people not muting your phone. So have you ever and it's just, just a side note, I thought it was the funniest thing when I saw it posted. But have you ever played teleconference bingo? <laughs> And it's so funny because I don't know if you've seen it. It looks like a bingo board. Um, and I've seen posts with it. And they'll um, put little things on there that always happen at a conference call, like whatever you're on, no matter what. And um, so it's called like conference call bingo or teleconference bingo. Um, and like some of the common ones, I'm sorry, I just have to throw a couple funny ones out there. But there's always, like I said, can you meet your phone? Or there's always a dog barking or um, somebody will go, oh, sorry, I was on mute. <laughs> or or this one's good. Um, Hi. Who just joined? <laughs> and then, like I said, the sound of someone typing, which is always like a clanging, like a hammer or clanging or, or, or long nails. You know, it's always so loud. Um, or let's see what some of the other ones. I'll name two more. Um, can everyone see my screen? <laughs> or um, what was the last one? Um, oh, or if there are people like chime in, um, you're still sharing, you know. <laughs> 
So some of the, those are the funny ones. And I, I thought that was hilarious because usually you do hear these things on like every conference call, especially the bigger ones, the more people that you have. So, um, but anyway, I'll give one more example and then we'll get off, get off the mute button. But, um, <laughs> but there was one time, okay, I've been in research for 18 plus years always been good see I was the opposite I was like very paranoid with the mute button like I would have my phone muted as well as like if you're on WebEx like there's like a little microphone next to your name you can click that so I was sometimes like double mute and so I was always very good about it well one time this is one time I was caught not on mute and it was um one of my you know we were training the new CRAs in a 12-week program and one of my colleagues who um I was really close with, thank God. And it was the new trainees who were completely sweet and awesome. You become like a family when you're training them. And so it was my dogs, of course. No, they were getting on my nerves that day and they had to go out. And I finally was like, and they had to keep going out. And I finally was like, you know, you guys need to hurry up because I'm on a call or something like that. And I noticed that I wasn't hearing a voice anymore. And I looked over and I saw my colleague's face kind of like look confused for a second. I thought, Oh my gosh, I just said that and I wasn't on mute. So, um, you know, of course I chimed in and had everybody laughing. I, you know, apologized, you know, for that, but thank the Lord I wasn't on the phone with like a sponsor or, you know, a big upper management meeting or something. So, but so anywho, just always, always, always make sure your phone's on mute if you're not the one talking for sure. But like I mentioned earlier, we want, we definitely want to keep boundaries. So we want to protect our time as we work remotely, as we're home based, protect that time. Like I said, it's so tempting when you have things to do around the house or you can get distracted easily. And also, especially in this day and age, really stay off social media, you know, save that for later. Because <laughs> you want to stay focused, not get distracted, get things done, get those deliverables done. Remember in that time management episode? Episode two, there are a lot of deliverables that a CRA must get done. And sometimes you don't have a lot of office days, you know, to, to really devote to that. So definitely want to stay off the social media till later. You know, and like I said, the temptation of doing household chores and some people actually go as far as not answering their home phone. Now, you know, each person has their own way of what works for them and, and how to stay focused. So after you've kind of got to that point, okay, I know I got to protect my time. I have mastered discipline. So now let's be productive. Let's make sure we're productive as we work from home. And a good way for this, especially for me, is like making those to-do lists. So like I talked about with the time management, there are many deliverables and priorities that you get have to get done. Sometimes depending on what pops up, you may have to rearrange your priorities. But you know, make those to-do lists of what you need to accomplish with that office day. Again, you may only have two office days that week or one office day that week. It just depends. And then sometimes on Fridays, um, you may have team meetings. So sometimes the one of the few days you're in the house, in the house, in the office, which is really, if you're home based, your house, but still <laughs> one of those, you know, days, you may have meetings, you have multiple meetings, and you're like, Oh, my gosh, I've got all this stuff I need to do as well. So have that to do list, be productive. Um, you know, I always love to use calendars, planners, reminders. And then with the to do list, I love to be able to just line through stuff as I'm just crossing things off, you know, as I complete them. So definitely know what has to be done, and put it in the order of priority, and just be productive and focus on that, you know, while you're working. <laughs> now this next one. I don't really, I have to admit, I don't follow this one every day, but another recommendation when working from home um, that we have is, you know, getting out of your PJs, which I'll admit I don't follow every day. Um, 
right now, for example, I'm in sweats, you know, it's, so, <laughs> it's so comfy working in PJs or your sweats. And, but I will say when I actually wake up, I have that morning routine and I'm waking up, have my coffee and I get ready. It does give you more energy and I do feel more productive for some reason, you know, and, and plus you feel better too. So I think all around, like when you're actually treating it as I'm getting ready, I'm going, you know, working in the office, it is, I don't know, it does, you do feel more professional, more productive. It's so funny, but days when I'm working in my PJs and I look absolutely gross, it's so embarrassing. Like when there's like a FedEx package that comes, for example, or, you know, maybe I just have to run out and grab something. I feel like people probably look out the window and think, good gosh, does that girl work? You know, it's like, because I look so atrocious. But, um, and especially if I do it multiple days, it's like, I just, I don't know. I feel like a slob, but, (laughs) but that leads me actually to my next point is it's so easy to keep right on working that when you're done, you know, you may have dinner, spend some time with family, whatever it may be. And then you're like, oh my gosh, I've worked all day in the house. I've, you know, never left this evening. And you feel like, oh my gosh, all I've been doing is sitting all day and barely any barely have taken any steps oh oh wow I've done you know especially if you track your steps I was trying to wear one of those um and it'd be like oh wow I took a whopping 300 steps today so (laughs) so I definitely recommend take short breaks if you can exercise take a quick walk get some fresh air get some sunshine I mean there was one time I'm not kidding I probably especially when I got into the role where I didn't travel as much there was one time I was like vitamin D deficient and it probably, it probably resulted for me not going out as much. Isn't that sad? But, um, you just get so focused on I'm working, working, working. Okay. Now family time in the evening and it's just like boom and then the cycles the next day. So take short breaks. If you can exercise, take a quick walk. And then since, you know, especially if you take the advice of, Oh, I'm already ready. Then once you're done working, boom, maybe you can go out to dinner with your family. So, um, so definitely take that time. Um, because, in college, I'm sure you've heard of the freshman 15. Well, being a CRA can definitely can gain weight. And I've, I've definitely experienced it. I mean, some of mine's been because of medicine, but, um, but you can definitely gain weight if you're not careful. Because when you're on the road, I know for me, I'm not as, I mean, I've been with other co-monitors and they have great eating habits. But for me, I didn't eat well at all. Not that I'm completely disciplined in that area, but, you know, on the road, it was like even worse, like, I wanted to have snacks with me while I was monitoring because I was one of those, I wanted to get as much done as I could and I would just have my snacks with me. So I never really took the time to leave the site for lunch. But, you know, so you had that. And and of course I had coffee. Oh my goodness. I had my coffee after coffee. And then sometimes, I, I mean, I would just be so starved by dinner time or when I was done working that I would completely blow it because by then you're starved. So, um, so that's obviously not, you know, great. And then when I days I'm working from home, what am I doing? I'm sitting on my butt in the chair all day working. So all that can, you know, it can add up. It definitely can add up. So definitely taking the time, get some exercise in that routine. And of course, watching what you eat because you're very close to your kitchen when you're at home. So you can definitely go in and out getting, um, you know, snacks all day. So anywho, but um, so I wanted to point that out. I think that's a great tip because I'm trying to, especially now, um, that I really don't travel, you know, like I did as a CRA. I'm really trying to make sure that that I follow these steps as well. So it because it's important to have that work-life balance. And it's funny because you think, well, I'm working from home. Of course, I'm have a great work-life balance. But really, 
sometimes you can almost overdo it because you have access to everything right here. Like you want to set work hours. And then when you're done, close the door and start back the next day. It's hard because, see, when you work in an office, like if I'm, when I was at an office location, you leave and everything's left there, except what you need to take, like if you're going on a trip. But, you know, then you're at home. Um, but when you're at home, you have access to all your work. And I feel like it's just like calling your name, <laughs> you know, because you something may pop in your head and you may think, oh, I got to go get that done. You run on in and do it, you know, but if you work in an office location, you don't have that temptation, you know, as much that as if you're right here and just everything's here. So, it, and, and also it's easy to keep right on going, you know, so definitely set those boundaries here as well, but to say, Hey, you know what? I'm stopping for today. Now, Regarding that feeling of isolation, as a CRA, I really didn't struggle with that because with this because I was constantly on the road. So I had plenty of interaction while traveling and when I was on site. So, you know, and then usually you have team meetings when you're back in the office. So I really never struggled with that part being a clinical research associate. But um, one of the blessings with being a CRA is there's such an opportunity for growth. So one day you may become a lead or a project manager or a line manager or a trainer like me, and you might not travel as much. So some people may have that feeling of isolation. So if that's the case, one thing that helped us is like we'd pick up the phone and sometimes, you know, talk to someone rather than email. And then also when we would train the new CRAs, like once a week on our training calls, we might have a video, do video meetings, video chat. And that way it kind of helps with that quote unquote in-person time. You can have that time with your team and, and it's fun too, you know, be able to see each other's face, faces with a name and, you know, you just feel more personable. So that definitely helps. And, um, and of course your email people all day and things like that. I didn't struggle too much even as a trainer with that part of it, but that's just a tip, you know, definitely talking on the phone with your team and using video meetings and chat, you know, really helps. But um, so that takes me back to the getting ready part because <laughs> the days when you're on video, uh, yeah, I'm going to have to throw some makeup on and do something with my hair because I wouldn't want to, you know, give the team nightmares. So <laughs> yeah, so definitely the getting ready part that helps with that too. <laughs> But lastly, working from home, it's such a privilege. And we did have those that took advantage of it. You know, with IM, with instant messaging, uh, with my last company, you could see someone's status if they're online or if they're in a meeting. And sometimes you'd see like, okay, this person is never on. And to boot, they were always late with, you know, reports, anything they needed. They were always late with what had to be turned in. And again, they were never online. So it's kind of like, hmm, what is this person doing? Now, I was the opposite. I was always updating my manager if I had to like run to a quick appointment, you know, just so they knew where I was, that I was out. I'll make up the time when I return. I'll have my cell if you need me. And it, it's nice. And it builds that trust with your manager as well. So, you know, you want to be, you want to be available. That's a huge thing. When you're working from home, you want to prove yourself. You want to show that you can be accountable and available, that you're not taking advantage of working from home. So um, definitely, definitely make sure of that. So being a home-based CRA, it's such a blessing. And to be successful, it's all about boundaries, being accountable and discipline. So, um, you know, if you have any questions, definitely feel free to email me at the CRA helper at gmail.com. 
And just thank you so much. Thanks so much, guys. And if you like what you hear, hit subscribe and you can check out my free resources at thecrahelper.com. And next week, I'm going to dive into some common audit findings. So that sounds fun, right? (laughs) But um, thanks again. And I pray you guys have a great day. Until next time.